Hello and welcome to another episode of Gaijin Bento. My name is Brian. And I'm Sage. A podcast made for degenerate weebs and Japan enthusiasts. We talk about all kinds of Japanese culture and media. Well, I don't know about you, Brian, but I am trying to keep the party going because、uh, out in、um, the US,、uh, at least,、uh, we just had St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to qu-、uh, quote、uh, Kent Brockman from The Simpsons.、Uh, you know, on, uh, on uh, March uh, 17th, today everyone's a little bit Irish. So、uh, I have. A little bit of、uh, honey Jack Daniels that I'm, I'm sipping on in this、uh, pretty cool Run for the Roses、uh, cup that we have. You know, a little Kentucky Derby. Oh, nice. That's right.、Uh, St. Patrick's Day was, was the 17th, right? Yeah, so、um, it, was, uh, it was this Thursday. And、uh, I, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, it, that doesn't mean anything to <laughs> most of the rest of the world, you know. And I'm sure even Ireland like, does not care. <laughs> But out in the States, people like to go nuts. So I, 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 went, I went out to eat and, you know, have a couple beers. Hell yeah.、Uh, yeah, it's true.、Um, here in Japan, I don't think they even know that Irish people even exist. <laughs> do, you,、um, do you see many like red haired people, like naturally red haired?、Um, out here? Yeah. Not really, actually. No, every, everyone's got the black hair going on. Uh, actually, uh, some people do dye their hair. That used to be like a frowned upon thing, but、uh, many people now like, dye their hair, hair color, mostly women. But、uh, yeah, I'll see like blonde and, and brown hair.、So. Neat. Yeah. yeah, they probably aren't seeing as many like, super Irishy looking folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, <laughs> they'd be、touring. like, they're like, what is that thing? <laughs> what is that freaky thing? <laughs> It's like, is, is, that, is it a ghost? Right. <laughs> They're going to be like, why can't we see through you? <laughs> God, last episode we talked, we were like talking shit with like the potato famine, and now we're talking about them again. Oh my、we're、God,、sorry. we really are. I, that's so funny. <laughs> oh man, I guess、um, kind of sorry, Irish folks listening in, but also, I mean, it's whatever. You know, it's fine. <laughs> How was your week? It was pretty good. I,、uh, I went out to Iowa,、um, of all things.、Um, as I mentioned before,、um, I'm from the Chicagoland area, so not going too far, but、um, I have some family that lives near the Quad Cities. And、um, I like to go out and visit them, and、um, they have the most fun dogs ever.、Uh, they're pit bulls, but they're super well trained, they're、um, very sweet and energetic. So I went out、uh, earlier in the week to go hang out with my aunt and uncle. Um, spend time with the dogs and just kind of go around because there's some, there's some cool、um, like businesses and like food and just activities to do、um, out there because they're kind of trying to, I think, encourage like more people to like want to, you know, <laughs> move out to Iowa. It's like, please come to this flat state, please, please. Right. You know, I mean, just like certain parts of Illinois, though, you know, it's just, it's corn. We're in the Midwest. <laughs> After a certain、what? point, it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> God, actually, this, that ties into、um, my friends from Japan. So, like, they came to visit and they, they were living in Indiana for a little bit. And of course, Japan is like, I mean, I was probably stretching up like 70% mountainous. Oh, yeah. So, I drove them from Fort Wayne, Indiana to Chicago. And,、oh、my gosh. you know, they were just looking through the center. And it's like three hours, give or take, from Fort Wayne to Chicago. But they were just like, just amazed. 
and like thought like the whole like flat and cornfield thing was beautiful i'm like i really like this sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah maybe it's just like they're so used to the mountains it's just like you know it's they don't really appreciate it as much because just that's all there is to japan so you know when you see something different i guess like it's i don't know uh what is it the uh it is in the eye of the beholder i suppose yeah and that makes sense too you know if they've if this was also their first time kind of being in that area and just they're taking it all in and it's different even if it's not you know um objectively beautiful it's a new perspective and so they're probably you know just appreciating it but yeah it is like hey it's just it's just corn guys but i'm glad you like yeah it's just a lot of corn and racism but i'm glad you guys are having a good time (laughs) hey we'll be here all weekend (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i was um i was watching this uh this video on youtube so i'm I'm a little bit tired because i stayed up till like 1 30 in the morning what (laughs) you staying up late yeah i know right (laughs) i was uh watching this video on youtube (laughs) uh uh uh, how how strong is Goku? That's the name of the uh, YouTube video. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was five hours long. What? <laughs> when did you start it? Uh, well, don't worry, I didn't finish it. I only got to like the three hour mark. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, it, like, wow. it, yeah, it's like this like really in depth video about how strong is Goku, and it's like starts from the very beginning to like the original Dragon Ball. And I don't know, he's like, this guy's like kind of like fun to listen to. And like, and I like Dragon Ball, of course. So, oh, yeah. Uh, once I saw I started, that weed I just, shelf earlier. <laughs> yeah, I finally bought a shelf. It was like 30 bucks. So I'm like, can't beat that. I needed to fill my we- weeb manga that I got recently. So it was, was just on the floor for a while. Too. <laughs> you can, yeah, when you were showing me, it looks like you can fit quite a bit on there. Hell yeah. So, like, when I go on vacay, I'm going to get some more anime figs unfortunately i'm gonna feed my my addiction do it i just um i had some friends tell me that out in my neck of the woods uh like a couple towns over there's like a, a really cool anime shop and they were actually sending me pictures today and i was like oh i have got to go and just waste all my money on boa hancock statues like that's all i'm gonna buy uh maybe maybe Inesco, uh mm. <laughs> just so that we can i can have one too <laughs> Yeah, I have my little Nesco. I got like this uh, Zenitsu umbrella little toy thing that I got from a gacha machine. So uh, I'm not sure. I, I know I sent you that video, but I'm not sure if you were able to see like uh, by the Nesco figure. There's a, a she's being covered under the Zenitsu umbrella. Oh, that's so cute. I have to watch that again because I noticed her, but I didn't notice the umbrella. Yeah, I got it from a gacha machine. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Zenitsu. Oh, well, but. <laughs> We were like, oh man, literally anybody else, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Zenitsu. I, you know what? I would be excited to get him. When I was opening my little mystery figure, uh, like a couple months ago, when I when I got one of the Demon Slayer ones, and I got Shinobu. Um, she's not my favorite Hashira, but I still think she's super cool. So, um, but I would have been excited to get Zenitsu if I got you know him, because then I'd get one of the main characters. Oh, yeah, true, true. Um, I got like a little. Uh, here we go again with Demon Slayer. We're sorry. <laughs> here we go again. 
Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's very relevant. What 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 are you gonna do? Sorry, I don't make the rules. Sorry, not sorry. Um yeah, I got the little Inosuke figure too. It's a tiny one. I kinda want like a more big ones. I have a whole bunch of tiny figures because they're cheap and I'm poor. But I really want to start to get <laughs> I really want to start start to get like the size of the Nesco one and I have a Asuka Langley from Evangelion, like those like sizes. I have way too many tiny ones. So I need some big boys, some big, big lads. Boys. Well the tiny ones are probably really easy to place, right? You don't have to think as much about where you want them to go. It's true, but I want the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> are they reasonably priced? At the places you've been? Actually, yeah, they've been very... I mean, everything, like, the manga and all the, the figures are so cheap. That's why I, I bought a whole bunch when I went to Osaka. I have a... Uh, I bought a Unit 1 Evangelion figurine. I got a tiny uh, Unit 2. That's where I got my Nesco figure. And then I got my Mecha Godzilla figure there, too. Ooh. So they're super cheap. And they That's also awesome. have... They had this store... That sells all kinds of manga and a bunch of, like, you know, weeb things you'd expect. They also have Jodinchis. There was, like, a Jodinchi floor. Do you know what a... Uh, jo- no, I'm sorry. I was do, actually... Do, do, dojinchi. Dojinchi. I'm sorry. I was actually I just going to ask, um, would you mind sharing with the class? <laughs> so, do, uh, Dojinchi has kind of a rep in the West for... Uh, people just assume that it's erotic fanfic or, like, hentai. Mm-hmm. But... A doujinshi is actually technically is just like a Japanese term for like self-published like print works, like anything like that hmm. includes like magazines, manga, that sort of thing. But yes, a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, writers do use this medium for erotic fanfic. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Okay, so it's like basically being like an independent, like an indie publisher. Yeah, it's and it's us- usually they always make some kind of fanfic or some or some kind of uh, maybe spinoff. I don't know what the right word is, but they always use some kind of already uh, pre-existing content. So, for example, I actually bought one. Uh, it was a Final Fantasy one. Uh, it is it's actually pretty cool. These artists are usually really talented, but they. You usually can't tell who made them since they're already pre-existing works. You know, if they get caught, they get they'll get in trouble. So their doujinshis are generally printed in small quantities, and also the publisher is usually not known, or they will have some kind of uh, what's the word? Some kind of uh, another identity An alias. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, alias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I word. gotcha because they don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Forgetting my English again. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you! You're uh, you're 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 diving right into the culture. You know, next time I see you, I'm gonna have to teach you English. It's like really embarrassing. Sometimes I will like forget really like mundane words, and and they'll ask me. Teachers will ask me, "Oh, how do you say this in English?" And and I'll look real real dumb, like, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Actually, give me a second. <laughs> It's it's just like I don't I don't really use English in a conversational way here, so it's like I feel like my vocabulary has been slightly decreasing day by day. So this podcast is helping me release. Oh, good! All my, I'm glad all my unused English. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know like three languages, dude, and I'm I'm gonna count Japanese just because you're actively using it and you're out there. You know, you speak English and you understand Spanish. You speak it, and now Japanese. I hope to get to 
to a fluent level. I'm I'm really good at like listening now, but I still suck at speaking back. Like I'll I'll get what they're trying to tell me a lot of times, and I'm like, "Fuck! How do I respond? I know what they said, but how do I how do I say this again?" But <laughs> I, I usually don't respond with a burp. I was gonna say, how, how does that go over? <laughs> Just like, can you imagine? Like if I. I get really nervous, and then my my uh, instinct is just to burp. It's like Brian sounds like you come over here. How how do you say this in English? Uh, uh, Brian son, are you well? Gigadeska. <laughs> um, uh, we'll get back to you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be quite an interesting display. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, don't don't ask uh, you know, Sensei Brian. He's just gonna he's gonna go. Ehh. Yeah, these crazy foreigners. This is why we don't want them here. <laughs> going back to the dojin cheese. <laughs> uh, oh yes. Uh so they're pretty cool, but I feel like in the west they yeah, they have that uh just rap of oh, it's hentai, isn't it? No, it's not always hentai. Mm-hmm. So it, it, a lot of times it is. <laughs> but a lot of times it is, but not every time. But, but not every <laughs> and time. And that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I think people that aren't um as familiar with manga and anime um, they probably make the, that same judgment too. Like somebody that really is under a rock and just doesn't understand that it's just a different type of um, like graphic novel or you know um, animated media. They're like, oh, is that that porn? No, just because it's animated, it doesn't equal hentai. <laughs> True. Even like the term hentai itself doesn't hold the same meaning in Japan that it does in the West. Oh, really? Yeah. And I I don't remember what the actual name for like the animated porn is i mean and there's different of course like different like genres of it but hentai out here just means like creep or pervert oh okay i did not know that yeah so you wouldn't actually call anime x-rated content you wouldn't call it hentai that'd be that'd be very confused yeah that makes sense because that doesn't really it's not really an accurate you know depiction it's pretty interesting that actually reminds me of the the meaning of anime. There's always very heated debates, and I am on one side of them. So, like, of what exactly anime means, and what what can be counted as anime. Okay. So, for example, out here, anime literally just means cartoons, like animated content. So, by definition, that means anything can be anime, including Shrek. Oh my god, Shrek is anime. <laughs> so, in, in the West... Of course, anime, we only think about it as just Japanese animation, right? Right. But out here in Japan, animes, well, you know, Spongebob, gotta love the Spongebob anime. I mean, that's considered anime. (laughs) Amazing. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. um, The word anime, is that actually a French word Uh, for animation that they use? It's Japan loves uh, to use a lot of borrowed language. I'm assuming maybe it's from just the word animation and they just made it a bit shorter. Just because I know a lot of like old mangaka like uh, Tezuko-san, like he, the guy that did Astro Boy and Kimba the White Lion, he was like super inspired by by Walt Disney. A lot of the early anim- animators, I feel like they were really inspired by the Disney. So I'm sure maybe they just heard like the word animation going around and they just kind of shortened it to, to anime. That makes sense too. I I remember learning about about that, like you know things like Astro Boy, uh, and I I remember watching Kimba for like the first time because on, I think it was an old 
Pokemon VHS. You know how like they used to have previews, you know, before the actual like you know film or, or show started. And one of them I remember was for Kimba, and I was so confused because I was like, wait. That sounds really close to like Simba and Lion King, but this isn't Lion King. What is this? Yeah, Lion King is the is the bootleg version of Kimba the White Lion. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. And like I just was so confused by that. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. I love seeing what came first and like what was influenced by something else. Yeah, but Disney Disney refuses to to say that. That they weren't Lion King was inspired by Kimba. There's actually a, a huge debate. I'm pretty sure there was a lawsuit, but of course Disney's gonna win because it's Disney. Of course, right? <laughs> but there, you know, people were just frustrated because they really uh, were trying to sell that the oh, the Lion King is a very unique, not inspired by anything. We promise it's not inspired by anything. Like that was like the whole like selling point oh. of the Lion King is like nope, definitely not inspired by absolutely nothing. This is completely 100% original. Um, what's Kimba the White Lion? We've never heard of it, even though one of our animators <laughs> did bring it up in one of the meetings. That, that's so crazy, too, to say it's not even inspired by anything, because um, I don't remember if this was the case for Kimba, but um, even the Lion King has, like, heavy Shakespeare influence. Right. So to say that it's not based off of anything is really ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like, right there. Yeah, I got a lot of beef with Disney, but <laughs> that's for another time. Oh yeah, of, of course. I'm sure. I'm sure. I do too. But like, see, I'm looking to see. Yeah, this was in the '50s, and The Lion King didn't like. I mean, I'm sure they were working on it earlier than the release date, but that wasn't until the '90s. Yeah, there was. A- How are you gonna tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were at least like two. Uh- Two animated versions of Kimba the White Lion by the time Lion King came out, including one from the 80s, which is coincidentally closer enough to the Lion King release. So just, just saying. That's very interesting, Disney. Yeah, but fortunately, they're Disney. Like they're kind of a kind of a machine oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, and if, and if we keep uh, keep poking uh, too much, then the snipers are gonna come out. So we best be careful. And then yeah, Mickey's gonna be like, "You better watch out! Uh-huh. I'm gonna shoot you with the gun that I have." Uh-huh. <laughs> Mickey said, uh, Second Amendment rights." <laughs> <laughs> Classic. No, they're they're trying to like. I-, I wonder what's gonna happen because the Mickey Mouse was it copyright. Like it's going yeah. to expire next year, 2023. Ooh. Ooh, it is. It's going to go okay. into public domain. Well, we'll see. Because Disney is basically re- completely responsible for the ridiculous copyright laws um, that we've had. Oh, of course so, they are. Um, I believe. I believe like each work now, like any copyrighted mm-hmm. work, will. I think it's seventy years after the person dies that it's still good and not in the public domain, and it's all because of Disney. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, I remember learning it. Um, like in school about like copyright through one of my, my music classes and we were talking about um there are some differences but i think the general rule is yeah 70 years afterwards and it definitely makes sense that disney would have been the one to be like oh yeah 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 you know what let's just let's just uh, push this as far out so uh, all the generations can benefit from this jerks <laughs> yeah uh, but so like do you know like then what happens if that it goes into the public domain can they immediately reclaim it or is there does there have to be a period of time where like other people can potentially buy it or like can no one uh, no one can buy it uh it, it goes into the public domain so it's free for use ideally at least anybody can use it without 
without getting into legal trouble. Legal trouble. Wow, and is that indefinitely? Yeah, indefinitely. So they they can't. Again, ideally, air quotes because it's Disney, and who knows what they'll try. But I don't know if they'll have any better luck this time. Um, yeah. So businesses can use it. Uh, animation studios can use it. Anybody can use it, and they will not get into any kind of legal trouble. And that's why they've. Wow. That's why they're like terrified, and that's why they've been wanting to keep extending the um the timeline because of course they don't want their corporate mascot to to be able to be used by everybody in the world you know without you know profitizing off of it oh wow right. that's crazy so when you say extend the timeline were they able to um to do that in previous years yes and that that's why they're like solely responsible for the copyright laws like the ridiculous like length that copyright laws i mean copyrighted works can be remained privately owned. Wow. That's going to be so interesting when that happens. Like, I, I, yeah, I wonder how they're going to bamboozle it to, like, still work in their favor, even though, you know, they shouldn't be able to. Absolutely not. And they're such goofy goobers. They need to just quit. Yeah, for real. They have so much money. They do. It's just, you know, good old corporate greed. Am I right, fellas? Am I right, Phyllis? Right. <laughs> Are you? Are you? Am, I, am I right? Oh, man. I, w- I would do a Donald impression, but I think I would just absolutely blow out my voice because you can't, you can't understand what he's saying anyways. Yeah, true. And to just to bring this back to Japanese culture, I wonder if there's going to be a Mickey Mouse uh, anime. Oh, yeah. You know, um, on Disney Plus, I know they've already been trying to like you know, have anime of some of the content on there. So I wonder if, yeah, you will see a Mickey Mouse anime. Mm-hmm. But if it's not under Disney's uh, hands any longer, we can... Right, then it doesn't have to be there. It could be anywhere. Yeah. It's going to be a Mickey Mouse will finally have personality. <sighs> Are they going to finally do the the Kingdom Hearts anime? Because <laughs> some people would argue that, that that is Mickey Mouse anime right there. <laughs> oh my God, the Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Oh my God, Square Enix is going to be like, just, I can't believe all these years we've had to pay to use these characters. Oh, oh they're, they're already, they're already so, drooling about for Mickey Mouse. Like, I can't already see it. Well, can they finally give me Kingdom Hearts 4 without 20 years in between? With a better voice actor? That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you ever play Kingdom Hearts? I played, uh, the first one I played was... Was it called Chain of Memories for the Game Boy Advance? Ooh, that was the first one. I, I was not a fan, so I'm sorry that's the one you started with. It's all good. Like, Although it did give me, of course, a wrong uh, impression of what Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be. But I actually, like, on its own, I really enjoyed it because I, I enjoyed the story. And JRPGs are just like my thing. Um, but I, of course, they had, of course okay. they had like, you know, like the card system that they didn't have in the mainline games. Right. That kind of messed me up a bit. Yeah, but since I had no reference, I just enjoyed it on its own. Well, that's good. And then my cousin had, I believe she had both Kingdom Hearts, and I occasionally watched her play them. And then I did finally get Kingdom Hearts 3, but I, I never finished it. <laughs> do you have your system out with you? I do. Ooh. I'm going to bug you like every day until you finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, you know, I love... I love uh, story-driven games. I, I can excuse bad gameplay if it's got a good story a lot of times. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, it was just maybe just because, you know, 
I missed out on a lot of the story uh, from the previous games that I didn't play it, but I felt like it was so hard for me to follow the story. And there's like so many characters. Like, and it was like, one was like, hello, I am Xenophor- Xenomorph. And then someone else was like, hello, <laughs> I-, I am a Xenomorphia. And then they're like, <laughs> I'm like, like what's oh going God, on? Who are-? It's like, it's like, <laughs> like uh, SpongeBob. It's like, who are you people? <laughs> right and they start being like i am xenomorphia from the past and i am xenomorphia of the present and you're like okay this is ridiculous and then it's like hello i'm mickey mouse from an alternate universe aka steamboat willie oh my gosh yes that actually was a level in two wait really <laughs> no you're not you're not even wrong like you were 100 percent right um that is a level in the second kingdom hearts game which happens to be my favorite uh it's called um the they they have to get the the cornerstone of light in the disney castle and then it lets them go through a portal where it's all black and white and they and sora and donald and goofy because you know they they change um like their look a bit depending on which world they go to and everybody looks like they're in um the original uh steamboat willie animation i need to have a word with square (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny i thought you i thought you were like making a reference specifically <laughs> no <laughs> i have no reference <laughs> oh my god okay well now you have to go back and play kingdom hearts 2 and maybe you'll know a little bit more about three but granted i was also very lost because i didn't play all the games either i didn't have any like handheld systems so i only this past like two years played birth by sleep which originally i think was um, just like a handheld game. It wasn't a console game initially. That one is so good. I highly recommend it. It's probably my, it's probably tied with Kingdom Hearts 2 now for me. Ooh, what console is it on? Um, I think they released um, one of those special editions where it kind of has all of them. I know for the PlayStation, for the PS4, that's what I have. And I got this special like collection edition where it has, I think, almost every single Kingdom Hearts game. Um, it's slightly different versions. Like they have a remastered or like, you know, a final mix or 2.7 or like all those like weird iterations. Um, Mm. but it has all the games. Um, so yeah, if you, do you have a PS4? Yeah, I do. That's my main. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to, if you can't find one out there, I'm going to have to uh, find a copy for you. I'll send it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if it's on the digital store. Oh, it probably is. I bet you can get it for cheap now that three has been out for a couple of years. True. But we'll see. Like, I have so many games to. I have to finish. I have to finish uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Ah, oh, nice. Um, how how are you liking it so far? Uh, it's possibly one of my favorite games of all time. Wow. And uh, and it's funny because I have no reference for Yakuza games. This is actually the first one that I've played, and I know that uh, this is a bit different because this one's a bit more uh, RPG style, turn based RPG style. Oh, that's cool. And you said you like the RPG style a lot. Yeah, you know that's my jam. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't think I've ever played any. I, I just know of the the series, and I think I've watched people play one of the Yakuza games. I can't tell you which one, though. It's kind of like the same thing for, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto. I've only, mm-hmm. like, maybe played one of them. I think it was five when it first came out. I had no idea what was going on. I was just driving into stuff, like, the whole time. That's that's <laughs> what... That's what a lot of people do, including myself. Just, you know, I was in for the all the cheats and killing people and cause, <laughs> ca- causing mischief. I, I actually never got into the, like, the story for any of the GTA games. Um, oh, yeah, of course not. So then for Yakuza, can you do like, um, is there like story and sandbox modes for the game? 
What's sandbox mode? Oh, okay. So let me clarify. So, um, you know, me taking my video game course in college, it's very highbrow. Um, but <laughs> when I say sandbox, um, usually that term means like it's pretty open world. That's another like synonymous term. You can say open world, so you don't have to do a story. You can do like side quests. You can still, you know, um, interact and do things mm. in the game without having specific goals that have to do with like a story you're following. Oh, okay. You know, kind of like how Breath of the Wild, um, if, if, if you've played that, that's the first Zelda game that was open world, I think. Oh, uh, then I, I don't know if I would like, I don't know if I would call it an open world, but there's so much you can do. Like, I'm, I'm going to um, really, really plug this game because it really is an incredible game. So, and I'll tell, I'll talk a little bit about the story because like the story is really, really, really good. I won't spoil anything, but I am in love with the story. I am in love with the characters and the gameplay is a lot of fun. You can customize a lot. You can change characters, like styles or types of combat, and you can customize so many things, weapons, and the side quests are always really funny and goofy. It's, it's like... The story is really serious, but it's not afraid to be really goofy and ridiculous. Uh, like one of the, <laughs> like the one of the summons, quote quote unquote. This is like more Final Fantasy term, but I can't think of anything else to call. It. But you know, like when you uh, you you special summon something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you can special summon this dude in a diaper, oh. <laughs> and he like increases your stats in a way. Uh, and then you meet these people by doing uh, side quests. So, like, the side quests can be really cool because that's how you get some... Uh, they're called pound mates, but, yeah, they're, like, your special summons. And they're all just, like, so ridiculous and silly. You can you can really do so much. Uh, where do I even start? You can do cart racing. You can uh, you you can start a business. Like, there's a... Uh, you have a sunbay business, and you can run it. Like, there's been times... Like, the reason why I'm struggling to finish this game is because sometimes I just get so into, like, the sunbay business in the game. <laughs> like, manage, <laughs> ma- managing my locations. <laughs> uh, it's just... You can watch... You can watch kind of, like, these little mini game movies where you have to like try it hard not to fall asleep. And then like the movies themselves have this like ridiculous dialogue that just, it's just hilarious. That's so interesting. All those like extra details, like just because. Yeah. I've been struggling to finish it just cause you know, I really want to uh, be able to absorb everything and do everything. Usually I had like such a bad habit of just like plowing through games and not always doing everything, but I've been right. enjoying this game so much. I want to do everything and really just take it all in. Uh, but it's also been, that's what's been taking forever for me to beat this game. Well, you know what? That, that's okay. You don't have to, you know, just do the whole um, speed runs. <laughs> I always joke about, you know, I'm going to speed run through this when I'm referring to things that aren't even a game. Um, but yeah, you take your time with it. You enjoy it. I mean, uh, so many hours were, were put in for like the design, the coding, you know, they would want you to appreciate their game. Hell yeah, I sure am. Like the story itself is really good. So I'll only tell a little bit about it. So you know, just hopefully it'll pique some interest to some people. So you start off as this Yakuza guy, of course. <laughs> and you don't say. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, huh. Never would have thought. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> friend. <laughs> hey. So you, of course, you know, you're in the Yakuza. And this takes place in the early 2000s, I believe. At first, uh, there is a time skip. 
Um, so it takes place in the 2000s. And you're this guy who's really loyal to his uh, Yakuza family. And he gets sent out on this, missi- on this uh, mission, you know. And he sees, like, the boss is, like, his, as his father. And... I'm trying to remember the begin the very beginning. It's been a long time, but basically the father, the father, uh, or the boss father figure betrays him and then shoots him for dead. But, uh, he actually doesn't die and he starts to go through the arc of, you know, changing his life around. Maybe like he meets people. Um, but he was just like re I'm explaining this poorly, but trust me, it's good. Uh, (laughs) no, it sounds interesting. It sounds good. You know, I'm sure that loyalty that was, you know, really tested and everything. So he's trying to figure stuff out. Um, does he kind of struggle with like, um, does he want to like get away from that life or is he kind of still tied to it? At first he's like really like just in denial about what happened. And he's like, you know, he tries to make some kind of excuse to why it happened. So yeah, he's in denial for a while and he just starts to like, after a while he wants to be more of like a hero because because he's he really likes Dragon Quest. <laughs> There's a lot of Dragon oh, Quest references that's yeah, so in this cool. game. Yeah, I uh, love that. Dragon Quest is great. And he, he's this like goofy, lovable guy. I I love I love him so much. He's an awesome, awesome character. Uh, I know a lot of people have said like the I, I don't I don't know what the other guy's name is on the other mainline games. So people were really iffy. You know, it was a new it was a new main character, but. It seems like he had a lot of very critical acclaim with the fans, so and I'm happy because I really do love his character. This, this guy is awesome. That's really good. Um, I I love when you can you know you you like her you're playing as you know nothing's worse than um like I don't know if you ever experienced this when watching like even a TV show when the main character you're like I'm so sick of you I'd rather pay attention to like literally anybody else. Um, so they do a really good job in games making you you know really actually come to like the person that you're playing and controlling yeah you're like actually like rooting for these characters so you and that's why that's why i can get away with having some kind of bad gameplay if the story is really good because you want to see this these characters succeed in what they do because you're really invested in the story but no this game like has everything like great gameplay and story so it's an awesome game i highly recommend I'll have to check it out. You said it's um, like a dragon. Yeah, Yakuza like a dragon. It came out twenty twenty. Okay, I think it was the most recent one. I believe so. Then yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll um take a look on the the PlayStation Store. It's really really good game, especially if you like that. I don't know if you would actually call it turn based, but it's like. I don't know. JRPG fans are crazy, and they will correct you. It's like it's actually active combat battle, or like whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know all these terms. I just know that you take turns. Uh, um, you know, like what you would expect in like Dragon Quest or old Final Fantasy games. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely the old Final Fantasy games. I remember that. Okay, so I'm looking. I was actually looking up to see how many Yakuza games were, and I'm like scrolling through this article, and there's a there's a screenshot of one character, and he's got like a microphone in his hand. So I'm assuming that like he's out <laughs> doing karaoke. <laughs> oh yeah, you can do karaoke in these games too. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Like, um, 
is it just like you're watching like your your character do it or do you have like button commands that you have to do to like make him succeed yeah it's like a little mini game so you press like the you have to press like the right button whatever to match them kind of like like a guitar hero sort of <laughs> oh my god i love that that's so fun yeah it's it, and it's funny because like with a lot, a lot of the songs at least in this game uh they're actually sung by the actual voice actor so it's pretty cool <laughs> oh that is really cool also, you can take selfies. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like just a lot of fun, honestly. I want to have to yeah. try it out. Yeah, sometimes I'll like go out. And it, this one takes place in Yokohama. But yeah, sometimes I'll just like, I'll be with my characters and I'll be with my camera. And, and, it, and it's really funny. You can take pictures. And if there's like a bystander, an NPC behind you, uh, they'll either pose for the picture or they'll like shy away and run away it's really funny uh, so it's a different reaction like every time yeah <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's that's cool i'll have to definitely check those out i you know i kind of wish i like actually got to like really play them i just i recognize them because they're one of those games that just has a lot of titles in the same franchise um so yeah i wonder i wonder if they're gonna they're probably gonna be around for a while since they're they all look like they're pretty pretty good games yeah they're they're all from my understanding, they're pretty highly acclaimed games, so I really want to play the old games, too, at some point. Oh, my gosh. So I'm still scrolling on this article. I'll have to send this to you later, but there's a screenshot that looks like an absolute meme. I'm assuming maybe this is the the scene where, as you were describing, the main character is getting betrayed um by by his family because it's just it's this guy holding this gun up like to the camera essentially like point blank (laughs) just like staring (laughs) and it looks like newer and like newer rigged animation so (laughs) i'm gonna assume it's from this most recent game it could be i've been playing this game for like two years now so it's been (laughs) it's been a while since i uh I I, uh, I was in like chapter one. It happens. I think it. Sh- I think it does happen in chapter one. But yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me think of like all those like memes where like someone's holding up a gun. <laughs> it, it it has like such ridiculous dialogue sometimes, and it's just so funny. I I can't explain it, but there, I'm, there are. I know there's a lot of like memes out of out of context out there for this game too. Oh, absolutely. You know, with all the interesting, you know, things uh, that are just in the game that you can do that aren't even directly tied to, like, the main plot, uh, I, yeah, I would assume you can get some very funny content from it. <laughs> actually, uh, there's this really famous one. Uh, actually, it's the adult baby guy. But basically, the way you meet him is in a sub-story, and it's it's these uh, these uh, adults that are really into, like, the the, <laughs> the diaper baby fetish. Oh no! <laughs> and then when you come in, uh, there's this line that says like the I think his name what is the dude's name that you get later for the summon. But anyway, he says something like you got you got balls dripping into my big comfy crib. <laughs> what? What? That's amazing. And then you have to fight him <laughs> in his diaper. Oh my god. What even? That just sounds so chaotic, but also kind of incredible. It's it's really good. I I like I said <laughs> I've said it so many times, but I recommend it. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. 
Uh, that and the Demon Slayer game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been playing that a bit when I have the chance. I've been, again, uh, playing Majora's Mask a bit. I finally got through the um, the first temple, so... Oh, yeah? Did you have to look at too many, like, walkthroughs to kind of jog your memory? Um, Not for the temple itself. The, for the temple, I just tried to figure it out on my own, but... To get to the temple, uh, and I like I said, I want to collect all the masks, so I did look through the walkthrough to get all like the in-between masks. Yeah, that's pretty helpful, trying to do all the extra stuff, but just to get through like the main story itself, you're just doing it all you. I got you. I respect that. I do the same thing. I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm just like not not, not smart enough for these games, so I, I kind of <laughs> need the walkthrough. <laughs> You know, sometimes, though, it's just what makes sense to one person doesn't make sense to somebody else. So there might be puzzles that you get instantly that somebody else, you know, might have to look at, like a like a cheat sheet or a walkthrough and vice versa. There's no shame in that as long as you enjoy the title, right? Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I, I'm really happy because I, I had never gotten this far before I didn't finish the uh, the first temple. Um, when I That's first played Majora's awesome. Mask, feel very accomplished. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'll have. I'll have time to play it uh, over spring break, hopefully. So. Yes, you have to give us some more updates about how that's going. Hell yeah! Stay tuned. But before we do that, we'll go on a quick break. The following message is a public service announcement. Are you a thirty-something-year-old? Do you still live with your parents? Do you watch those Japanese cartoons? Do you own a life-sized waifu body pillow? Are you what they call a disgusting, smelly weeb? Fear no longer. We here at the Worldwide Weed Foundation are here to help. We offer counseling and discounted assisted euthanasia. But no matter the service, we will make sure you get the help your family so desperately wants. You won't have to suffer any longer, and neither will your family. So please, for the sake of your loved ones, come pay us a visit at your local nearest community college. It's not just for you or your family, but for society. So you said spring break, so you got any plans? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like, So I actually forgot, but I have to get my... Uh, Japanese driver's license in April. And so wait, do you not have a driver's license and you're driving? Well, I have my international <laughs> driving permit that lasts oh, a year. Okay. So it expires in July. Ooh. Yeah, but <laughs> I have to get my driver's license here, uh, my actual Japanese driver's license, and it's going to be like a whole adventure. I have to take like basically a week off of work to get it. Really? Uh, uh, some of it is going to uh, take place during my spring break, 
which is why I'm also trying to figure out what I want to do because I have to fly back to mainland Kagoshima to take my driver's license oh. test. So yeah, in my flight, I, le- I believe it's like April 7th to the 15th. So literally a, a week to get my driver's license because uh, apparently they are expecting me to fail it several times before I actually pass. Really? Yeah. And it's not even just like a foreigner thing. I've talked to other teachers and they also get, um, <laughs> they, they also get flashbacks about it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, g- so good luck with that. Very. Oh, so it's just very strict. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, rules that you have to follow. And if you're too confident, uh, they might take some points off. Uh, but really, because that you you might be seen as uh, careless if you're too confident. Oh wow, they're really trying to like think ahead and and you know minimize liability there. Yeah, I think they're just being sticklers. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit too. But I, you know, I I really do think um we could benefit from a little a little bit more like standards because <laughs> i don't know how your um your test was out here in the states mine was good i think my instructor was very nice it helped that one of my cousins worked at the dmv by me so she um was able to help me get a a kind instructor who wasn't intimidating mm. um and i think i did all right um i was expecting to fail because i was just very nervous i don't know how your experience was <laughs> Yeah, I felt like it was a bit too easy now looking back at it. I didn't even yeah. have to parallel park. I know I believe in the city, the actual city of Chicago, you do have to parallel park, but or maybe you don't. I think my mom told me that you, she did have to, but that was of course a long time ago when she first took her first test. Right, they could have changed it based like generationally. Like I'm pretty sure my folks probably had to do that too, but they didn't have me do it. Yeah, so yeah, same. I didn't have to do it. But we'll see. So, yeah, I have to take a week off on uh, the plus side, though. Uh, I got to go to Kagoshima. They, they pay for the flight and hotel. That being said, that was kind of like my original plan for spring break is to go to near that area to Kagoshima, Kumamoto and Miyazaki. But since I'll be out there for a week, I'm trying to think maybe I might have time to go do that while I'm there. But that still le- leaves me with about a week of something else I can do. And that's kind of where I've been stuck. I like, I can go to maybe Okinawa for a few days, maybe a few days in, in the Island of Kyushu. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I'd love to go to Okinawa. The beaches are supposed to be super nice. Yeah. I live pretty close to it. I can see it from the coast on a clear day. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I heard it's very Americanized though, because um the the naval base is there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Or if not naval, just we ha- there is a military base there. But um, but yeah, everyone I know that has gone um has said it's very beautiful. Yeah, I would like to go. And Okinawa, it's a whole different cult. I mean, not a whole different, but definitely got its fair share of unique uh island culture there too. Yeah, well, you definitely have to keep us posted, you know, when you head out. Are you thinking you won't make any decisions yet based on how the testing goes? Well, the testing is, um, takes place uh, April 7th to the 14th, and spring break starts uh, this Friday. So I'll have that 
week before my test to to do something. That's kind of what makes this a bit difficult because you know it's like if I fly to Kagoshima for a spring break, you know I'll I'll have to fly back anyway to to do to take my my uh, driver's license test. Mm, okay. Yeah, so it's like, uh, what should I do? <laughs> decisions, decisions. Like, I know I don't want to go anywhere far. I know, I know, I've come to terms with that. I was like, I'll wait for summer to go somewhere a bit further in northern Japan. So I'll stick to just like the island, main island of Kyushu, but or maybe Okinawa. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, those are good ideas. You know, don't don't um, you know, overextend yourself when you you know you have to take your test. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll overextend my myself. All right, that is your right. Overextend, reach for the reach for the sky. I extended. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hyperextend? <laughs> Just regular extend. Uh, what's uh, what uh what does hyperextend mean in in this regard? Oh, um, well, I was just stretching and, you know, when you accidentally stretch like too much and like you can risk like popping something out of place or um, getting like a limb stuck like too straight. All right. Sorry, I forgot my English again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's a serious problem. This is why I need this podcast because I need to release my conversational English. (laughs) Well, hey, if it makes you feel any better... I am only fluent in English because I just, I can't make myself study to save my life. And I, you know, talking to me, you would, you would think I like barely have a grasp on the English language and this is my native language. So. Well, studying sucks. <laughs> it's yeah, hard. Yeah, it does. I wish I just knew it. I just want to like put my head against the textbook and be like, I've got it. I've absorbed it all. Yeah, it's I'm so ready. much hard work. It's so hard and it's so frustrating, but. The progress really is worth it, so that's that's the only reason. But man, it sucks. I hate studying. I hate doing it, but I love learning it at the same time. So it's it's such a constant battle of will for me. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get back in into it too. I'm doing a little research onto like maybe some good study habits to help me out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still trying to like come up with a plan so I don't just immediately fall off the wagon with it. True, true. It's still good luck. It's it's a battle, but it's oh, yeah. so worth it. it. It's really worth it. Like I never thought that I would get to the low level that I am now. <laughs> still low level, but but I never imagined I could even reach this point. So uh, it is kind of also more motivating to be able to think about it that way, especially when I do my my online like conversation lesson. There's no preparation, right? So it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. what did you do today? And what are your plans? And just talk about random things, but I can really only use Japanese. So it's super challenging, but I reflect on it and I was like, oh my God, I was able to understand some of it and respond to some of it. That's kind of really exciting. So well, That's awesome, man. Good for you. You know, you're, you're definitely making progress each day and it, it helps that you're consistently using what you know and you're learning more, so... It's something to celebrate. My my ultimate goal is to uh, run Funimation out of business so I can start my own dubbing. Ah! <laughs> my my own dubbing studio so uh, I can have some kind of a one more closer uh, adaptation to the original material. 
This is just a ploy. So do you think you would, would you try to enroll in like the, in like the, um, the courses and like the schooling that Japanese voice actors do to get like a better sense of that for your dubbing? <laughs> uh, I haven't planned that out yet. <laughs> I just want to no. animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get them. Honestly, you know what though? I, I, as amateur as we are, I, I really do think they should just give all their extra work to us and we could do just so much better <laughs> than a lot of them. <laughs> you know, no offense. Well, Western voice actors. No, it's just the Funimation company itself sucks. <laughs> just their whole philosophy. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, actually, we can definitely talk about it some other time because... I got some beef with the company, but... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we'll have to put a pin in that one. But I am very curious as to, as to hear about this. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, they're like the like the Disney of the, of the uh, English uh, dubbing mm, world. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but we'll get to that some other time. Uh, we're getting close to the one hour mark, so... Um, yeah i guess uh we can uh wrap it up here um thank you thank you everyone thank you all you two listeners out there for joining us uh as of this episode we have officially uh launched the podcast so hooray we did it live we're doing it live we did it live we're doing it live um so as of this recording it's march well in japan it's march 20th but it's still March nineteenth over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it is a it officially launched March nineteenth, uh, but this is of course episode four. Um, but we're really excited. We will uh, again take any questions. I will start posting the email uh, on this on the description for both, or actually rather for Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Amazon Music. If anyone uses Amazon Music, but we're on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, so are there any sto- any stories, questions, any experiences in Japan or just any silly things, uh, please feel free to email and we can include it into the podcast. Um, but other than that, uh, that wraps up this episode. Uh, thank you again, Sage. Thank you, Brian. And we'll see y'all's next time. Later, skaters. Be good, everyone.